0: Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host, Thanks for joining me, my friends, and welcome to the Christmas season. As we record this episode, we are drawing closer and closer to celebrating the Christmas birth of Jesus. And so I'm excited to share with you some thoughts, and I hope that this episode will be an encouragement to you as a leader. I want this to be something that blesses your heart and encourages you. If you listened to last week's episode uh, you, you heard a very vulnerable post of my struggles with some anxiety and some stress in my life. And, uh, you know, some of the holidays bring those kind of things on. And it's it's strange, but it's true, that present pain can cause us uh, to do funny things. Present stresses can cause us to do funny things. And sometimes whether our stress or our injury is physical or emotional, sometimes the the people around us uh, are compassionate and understanding, and other times they're not. Uh, And sometimes uh, assumptions can be made about things, and I hope that people didn't make the wrong assumption about the podcast episode. If you haven't listened, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episode. But here's the thing. Oftentimes, when we get into ministry leadership, the expectations of others become very overwhelming, and it becomes even more glaring sometimes during the holiday season. I've seen a number of posts in Facebook groups, both kid ministry and student ministry, where leaders are being talked to by their senior leaders. And some of the things are that they've not met expectations. And those conversations, they're hard. And honestly, they can be very painful. But one of the things that I want to encourage you as a leader to do, if you're happening to go through this situation or you've yet to go through one of these, you're going to eventually where you're not going to meet expectations. And when those are voiced and shared, they can hurt. And so here's the thing what I want you to do is take a breath, I want you to rest. I want you to realize that what is being said about not meeting expectations has nothing to do with who you are as a leader. So, as we dive into this episode, we're going to be talking about some of those kind of ideas. But I also want to give you some kind of like a devotional, a, 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 an encouragement of something that I actually taught on uh, this past weekend in our kids' ministry. And it just really struck home with me. You know, sometimes, like I said, we go through painful situations where we don't meet someone's expectations. And oftentimes as leaders, especially those of us that are people pleasers, we take that personally and it hurts. And sometimes the enemy likes to exploit those wounds. He likes to jab at them. He likes to make them, quote unquote, bleed even more. Because the more we bleed out, the more it hurts even emotionally, not just physically. And, you know, sometimes when we don't meet expectations or when others aren't meeting our expectations, it can cause hardship and hurts. It's not easy to do that. And sometimes we wonder, okay, Lord, how long is this going to last What am I going to do? And then sometimes the thoughts come into our minds. Well, maybe I should just leave. Maybe I should quit. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants us to say, I've had enough. Uh, I I quit. You know, just like Elijah coming off the, the mountaintop. And then Jezebel came after him. And he was like, I've had enough, Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than anybody else. I'm the only one. Just take my life. But here's the thing. You know, God restored him, he gave him some food, he gave him some time to rest, he spoke to him gently and showed him there was a way bigger picture than what he could see. So his expectations were were limited on what he could see. And sometimes that's what our expectations are. We don't see everything that God sees. And sometimes he wants to use those hard situations to sharpen us, to challenge us, to grow us. They're not often meant to be destructive. They're meant to be constructive. But you know what? Sometimes we wonder are they really helping me to get better? Do they want me to get better? Or are they going to kick me out the door? And I understand that. I've had both happen. I've had some that the leader said some harsh things because he wanted me to get better. I've had leaders that have told me harsh things and then wanted to get rid of me. So, yes those painful things hurt. The expectations can be broken. The prayers go unanswered of, Lord, help me settle this. Help me get beyond this. And you know what? I was, like I said, I was thinking about this lesson that I taught this weekend about Elizabeth and Zachariah and how for years they went through life childless. Their expectation was they would have children, and that obviously during that time in the Bible, it was expected that you would have children, and it was kind of frowned on. Um, People wondered, was there sin in your life if you didn't have a child? What was wrong? Why isn't God blessing you? And you know what? Sometimes we feel that barrenness in our ministry. Why aren't you getting more volunteers? Why aren't more children coming? Why aren't more families coming? Why isn't there more salvation decisions or baptisms? And we f- freak out as leaders because we see those numbers and our expectations are higher. We know our leaders, are, are, their expectations are higher. And so the pressure mounts. I hope this is all starting to make sense of where I'm going. This, the holiday season can sometimes exploit all of these things. We have these expectations of how Christmas services are going to go, how outreaches are going to happen. And sometimes balls get dropped. And things don't go as planned, or we have to pivot last minute and change our plans because of sicknesses or other things. I mean, the pandemic world, like I've always said, has changed everything to a new now, not a new normal. And, and so it adds to the heartache of what we as leaders experience sometimes when we have all these big plans and then no one to help us execute them. That present pain of, Lord, how long will I wait for volunteers to show up? How long do I have to wait to get more volunteers? God, I have big dreams. I want to reach more people, but I don't have enough help. I can't do this by myself. And we start to feel more and more isolated. We start to feel like more and more eyes are watching us. We feel like there's more expectations on our shoulders, and we're going to let people down. We're going to let the children down. I can just imagine Elizabeth and Zachariah feeling that same kind of pressure. How long oh Lord do we have to wait for this? How how do we walk through that? That pain and those expectations with integrity and honesty. Sometimes those seasons can turn into very long seasons, years. You know, Elizabeth and Zechariah waited for years and years for God to answer answer. But here's the thing. One of the things that it stood out to me as I was studying this passage of scripture in Luke was that they remained faithful. They were described as having a godly perspective on this, even as painful as it had to have been to wait for a child to be born and realize you're getting older and older and moving into those years where it's going to be almost impossible and become impossible to physically have a child. And yet, the Bible describes Zacharias as being someone who was righteous and who chose to follow and serve God as a priest, and he continued to do his job no matter what. He could have quit, he could have walked away, he could have said, Okay, God, if you're not answering my prayers, if I don't get my way, if I don't get a child, I'm out. And you know, some leaders do that same thing. Again, we we get discouraged, we we want to quit. And that's one of the things I'm hoping that restoring leaders can do to help change the, the church staff culture that even senior leaders will look at their staff and say look I know you're not meeting my expectations but we're going to continue to invest in you we're going to get you a coach we'll get you help we're going to we're going to make sure that you are taken care if you need rest we'll give you rest we want to change the culture where there's healthy conversation because we realize that God doesn't always answer on our timetable God doesn't always show up and bring fruit and harvest on our timetable and sometimes leaders get so impatient that we leave or we dismiss somebody before their time is really up. And we've not waited on the Lord. We've not rested. We've not listened for that still small voice. And you know what? I really believe that if we take a page out of Zachariah and Elizabeth's playbook and continue to wait on the Lord, we would see God show up in a different way. We know that by listening to their story and reading their story, we know that disappointment and hope can coexist in our broken world. And so if leaders, if we can realize that our, our disappointments, our broken expectations, but our hope in our amazing God can coexist, we can trust our God with all of those needs. Because he says, cast all your cares on me, for I care for you. You can believe that if if you don't give up and get weary and quit, that God will produce something good out of your pain. Why? Because he is the Lord. And you know what? Just Zacharias and, and Elizabeth on that day when the angel showed up to Zacharias and told him that he would have a son and that son would be the spokesperson to announce the, that Jesus was here. God had answered their prayers. That's exactly what the angel told Zachariah, is that God has heard your prayers for a child, which means they had been faithfully asking, faithfully seeking God, most likely every single day, asking to send them a child. You know, some of us, we pray a little bit for volunteers. We pray a little bit for financial resources. We pray a little bit for whatever and then we give up. But Zacharias and Elizabeth continued, and what seemed to be impossible, there was an angel saying, the God of the impossible is here. And you know, when when the world wants to give you reasons to quit, to give up on hope, I hope that you will remember Zacharias and Elizabeth, that that very same God who heard the cries of this couple, who heard the cries of the people in Israel when they, were in, or when they were in Egypt, who heard the cries of David who was running from Saul, and who heard the heartache of Elizabeth. That same God is listening to the words on your lips, the prayer of your heart. And you know, if you continue to seek God, for your community, if you continue to seek the Lord of the harvest for laborers for the field, and you're ready to handle those leaders, you're ready to handle those children that will come, if you're ready to receive the answer to your prayer, God is always ready to bless you, to hear you. Listen, don't wallow in pity. Don't waddle, don't don't sit there and, and wallow in sorrow and fear and doubt and broken expectations. Stand up, clean yourself off, rise up, put on the armor and say, okay, God, whenever you're ready, you are the God of the impossible. It feels impossible to recruit 10 more leaders or one more leader, but the God of the impossible can do it. I want to challenge you. Nobody ever thought after waiting for 400 years that the Savior would come, but he came. Just like he came all those thousands of years ago, he's going to show up for us today. I don't know what kind of faith you have. It's big faith or small faith right now, but I hope that you'll lean into the truth of his word that rather than seeing your circumstances and the frustrations, that you would lean in and seek comfort from God in His Holy Spirit, that you would pursue Him with a whole heart and a pure heart, remembering that those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. And in Galatians, it says, Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season, in the perfect timing of God, the God of the impossible, we will reap if we do not give up. My friends, I pray that this holiday season, as you lead, that you will lead forward, that you will lead through the pain and the frustration and the broken expectations, that you will lead in the time of where you feel like the new now is getting the best of you. And I pray that you will continue to offer the life-giving cup of water the life-giving Savior, Jesus. My friends, I just want you to know there's a community out there of children's ministry leaders called the Kid Ministry Collective. And if you're not part of our community, come join and be a part of this group. Be an active part of this group that can encourage you. If you're hurting, if you're tired, if you're thinking about quitting, there's a community for you. It's called Restoring Leaders. There's a Facebook group that you can come and join. And... Uh, Again, there's also, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to provide listening and care. We don't charge anything for our services for Restoring Leaders. It's a donate if you can, when you can, and if you can't, that's okay. We're here to serve you. Someday down the road, you can if you're blessed, you can give and pay it forward for somebody who can't give at the time, but we're here for you. If you need leadership coaching, KMC Coaching is offering a special offer right now where you can get six months of a co- of coaching for a ridiculously low rate. Um, it's my birthday month and for the month of December, and I went a little crazy by offering a, a special coaching package just for six months, uh, one call a month, and it's a ridiculously low price. The information's in the Facebook group, or you can go to kmccoach.net and schedule a clarity call, and we'll talk about it there and see, help you get started in the new year. I just wanted to say again, I hope you're having a blessed holiday season. I hope that you're staying present in the moment, that you're worshiping, that you're celebrating, and not just getting caught up in all the programs. Yes, you got to work like Martha, but I want you to worship like Mary and have a heart like her. So God bless you, my friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast, and stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.